first start off with the obviously the early years um, when she was little. I remember going to the park one day. She was only two or three. I'm wanting to be friends with everyone, pouncing around like Tigger from Winnie the Pooh, and I have no idea what she was saying to these these little these little girls, but they could just see the look on their faces, and I have no idea she was on the spectrum, but um, they're looking that she was a bit strange, and it's, this terrible sad thought struck me then that all she wanted to do was be friends with everyone. She was such a kind, sweet little girl, um, and I knew that the complexities of humans she would never I instinctively knew this without any diagnosis and um, I just felt so sad this overwhelming sadness that she was going to find out one day when she goes to school just how cruel people were and sadly that's exactly what happened when she started school she was severely bullied um, in the most awful manner all the way through um, primary school we did change schools multiple times um, thinking um, there was something wrong with the schools and it was only um you know we got to our third third school it was a private school it was a good school we realized the common denominator might be our daughter and a good friend who's in the teaching profession um and suggested that we go and see a psychologist to find out if um she was on the spectrum she was asperger's I had no idea never had heard of it what that was she was 12 um and it went so long as this wonderful psychologist who said to us afterwards when we had the review meeting, she knew him almost within two minutes, was sitting down with her that she was uh, <laughs> clearly on the spectrum. Obviously, she had to go through all the, um, the testing, formal testing, but um, yeah, she was very straightforward and forthright and honest, even at a very young age, very perceptive. Um, and uh, yeah, it was. It, I think it's good that today these things are picked up early with girls. Back then, our boys were predominantly um, being diagnosed. Girls were overlooked. Um, our daughter was very well behaved in class, so she was a model student. Um, so um, it was only in the playground, I guess, where she had the issues. But again, no one picked up what was going on. Um, the teachers didn't know, and we, of course, we certainly didn't know. So it was a an awful time for, for her. Um, very struggled, very struggled all the way through primary school to have a friend. Um, um, sometimes, you no, know, she'd come home and we'd say, "What did you do today? Who did you play with?" Um, and she'd go, "I played with the angels, Mummy. I played with the angels. I played hide and seek with the angels." And we knew that day she hadn't had anyone to talk to. She was quite happy in her little bubble world. Um, she wasn't worried about it, but of course, as, as a mum, you know, it breaks your heart because you just you want your daughter to to have a friend. Um, but it wasn't meant to be until she was a little bit older. I can tell you that she's obviously she's grown up now. She's in her mid twenties, and she has a wonderful group of friends um, that love and care for. And some of them have been friends since since she was young, um, and they've known her all her life. So that that has helped. Um, but she's also made some new friends in her adult life, and they are non-judgmental and just accept her for who she is and her quirkiness. I think the tip for this episode, for this first episode, um, for those of you who have young young, young children, young girls on the spectrum, um, is when you're perhaps uh, getting them ready for school. I remember we used to have lots of fights and could not understand why. You said, go and get ready for school. My brother 
would go and get ready, be ready to go, and she'd be sitting on the bed reading a book or something, and you think, what are you doing? Um, and of course, once we got the diagnosis, we learned that we we had been too broad with our instructions. It was just too overwhelming. Um, and we learned we had to break it down into parts. Um, so once we learned that, and we'd say to her, now it's time to go and brush your hair and brush your teeth, and come back and when you've told done that, and then we'd give her the next thing, which might be, right, go and put your dress on. And then once you've done that, we might go and um, have breakfast. And then we might, then the next step might be socks and shoes. And if, but if you'd follow her lead, it's not worth, um, if she wanted to have breakfast first and then do it um, step by, but definitely step by step is the way to go. Um, even now, sometimes I forget because she's come such a long way um, since those early days. Um, I do forget and I would be giving her some instructions and I'll look at her and her face is just completely blank like a deer in, deer in headlights and I raise, oh my goodness, I, I've, I've overwhelmed her. I need to stop and break it down um, and then she's okay. So today I'd like to say that she's a happy and confident young person, young woman. And um, we've had say so we've had lots of challenges, and I'll share some of those with you through through the next few episodes. Um, as you know, it's not easy, but at the end of the day, if we persevere and, and I and I pushed, we pushed and pushed. I particularly pushed her, um, and it was a new life wasn't going to be easy. And she says that that she thanks me for that now, even though it was very very hard at the time. It um, it thanks made her very resilient. And she's um, very, very successful. She works with her work and the things that she does. She's very creative. So pushing, pushing. Don't be afraid to push. Don't be afraid to speak up. And I think, um, as I say, for the tip for today, is uh, just remember to break things down into pieces. They do get overwhelmed. <laughs>